welcome to Crushed by Margaret Caborn-Smith, a podcast about the joy and horror of unrequited love. I'm Margaret Caborn-Smith, and today my guest is the inspirational comic, writer, actor, podcaster, anthropologist, and all-round hilarious renaissance woman, Sarah Pascoe. Hello. Sarah, welcome. Thank you for having me. I think they'd be anthropologists who drew the line uh, there. <laughs> well, you can text me yes. if you are an anthropologist and you have a problem with that, and yes. I will fight you. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Um, Sarah has been begging to come on this podcast. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen so. you for a long time, that's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, we're delighted that you... Um... And you were like, oh, OK, we're going to have a work chat if, you, <laughs> if I record it. <laughs> That's who I am, I'm sorry. Um, so, uh, crushes, Sarah. Yes. Do you Are you afflicted by them, would you say? Are you still afflicted I'm by them? I'm not still afflicted by them, but I'm in a very honeymoon period of my marriage where I had a huge crush on my husband. Did you? A huge crush on him. For, and I never thought... We were friends for a long time, so it was a very... You know the crushes when you really lie to yourself about how you feel about them? Yes. Did you tell everyone, no, there's nothing there? Yeah, and he's much younger than me, so I told myself it was really maternal. I just thought about him constantly, but in a maternal way. (laughs) um, Always wanted to be around him as a friend. Oh, (laughs) that's really sweet. Yes. Because you're you're quite an interesting guest on this podcast because you are the... Born of a crush as well, aren't you? I am the spawn of a crush. So I'm also evidence that sometimes they don't work out that great, <laughs> seeing them from the outside. Um, but, but yeah, but also- my, with my husband, and I know it's because it's a honeymoon period, we've been together for four years. And I think maybe that's how you know it's the one because you just stop fancying other people. But then when I do fancy someone else, this is going to be such a crushing blow of like it doesn't ever switch off, which is what I believe that I think that you do. It doesn't mean that someone's not the one if you fancy other people. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. No, it's... Uh... Yeah. And also, I would say, four years, it's pretty good yes. honeymoon period. Yes. I don't think... Yeah. Like, if you'd I mean, said we're two together... years of that, we were locked in the flat <laughs> because of COVID. So. <laughs> but that's even yes. more yeah. so, I would say. I think a lot of it... When, um, when Wuhan came out of lockdown, the increase in divorces yes. was absolutely massive. Yeah. So I think it's more of a test, yeah. you two having been locked up together that's true i think it was just just early enough in our relationship that we could kind of make the best of it <laughs> yeah. oh it's really yes. sweet yeah but yes i'm a very much a crush person and yes my mum had a terrible crush on my dad um which turned to hate <laughs> as crushes <laughs> so often do sure but yeah. also she got you and your sister out of it yeah and, so, and another sister and so, another yes, sister yeah, so you sisters, can't feel yes. too um no that it was a no i'm disaster. very glad yeah. i exist because of her crush yeah, yeah. so my mum uh, when she was 14 saw my dad on tv my dad was in a pop band when he was 18 and she the, the apocryphal story in the family is that she knew then and there that she was going to marry him and obviously he was on a tv and she was uh in her house so she had to make that happen so she started um she found out where he lived which she could do in the 70s apparently um, <laughs> oh wow i thought she went to a tv studio but she no, went she to, she went went to, to tv recordings and stuff but she used to go and sit outside his house at weekends with lots of other girls which is what people do with yeah. pop stars and um yeah my nanny babs's house says there's like a bit of lawn outside and so there's pictures that my mum has in an album of all the friends she made like Polaroids with oh. all of the girls sitting outside Derek's house. My dad's called Derek. And uh, that's not my fault, by the way. <laughs> that's just his name. And um, and then what happened, the short version I say to be funny is that she basically just waited longer than everyone else. The band broke up. He became a normal man. And she was the only person stood on his lawn. Um, and then and they did. They, they I mean, they didn't get together as in like they fell in love. I think 
they went on a date. My dad tells this horrible version where he felt really sorry for this sad girl. <laughs> girl on the lawn. Yeah, the girl on the lawn still. And um, they got pregnant accidentally with me when my mum was about... She would have been 18, had me at 19. And it definitely wasn't my dad's plan. No. And, um, but for my mum, for her, you know, you, you know that thing where your narrative, your brain makes a narrative make sense. It then was like, oh, of course, I saw you on TV so that I could have this baby. Yeah. And then um, they were together for several years um, before breaking up. Yeah. Yeah. But we used to get told that as children all the time. As, in as a this lovely story. romantic story. As my mum's saying, I saw him and... And and it must have been for for you guys. <laughs> like I needed you to exist. I knew this is the father of my children. She didn't have children with any of her other partners later, and so we heard that story so much that Cheryl and I, when so my little sister's eighteen months younger, we were always very much looking through smash hits, going, "So who's ours? <laughs> who's our husband?" And um, take take that, I would have married any of them. Actually, oh really? Sometimes okay. I had really realistic days. Where I was like, maybe it will be Jason. <laughs> Maybe I'll just be with Jason Howard. above Howard, or equal for me, right? Okay. Equally third, the dreadlocks, are yeah, <laughs> equally in third place. And but then when Robbie left, take that. What he did was he come to Stratford to he to presented to you. To, presented big breakfast for a week, oh. and that was accessible to us. We lived in Romford, so that was a tube, and we knew where the big breakfast was because they always say the address of it on the program. So did you have? So it, that was just because he was available, not he, because he, he was, was the hottest. Was the he one. was also the hottest. I can. Say I think, I think we liked that he was cheeky, yeah. but I also thought I didn't know how I was going to deal with that. I could I could tell even at fourteen that he was very sad, and um, because I have delusions of grandeur, he wants to fix him. Yeah, same I, as I always think that I can make people better. The maternal thing yes, again like, maybe, with your partner. Yeah. Is this psychology, Margaret, <laughs> or is it a fun chat? <laughs> it's a fun chat. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Okay, yeah. so and what happened? Did you? Marry Robbie Williams. Spoiler, he's married to someone else. <laughs> oh, wow. So am I. So sorry. Both very happy. Did um, you wait until he was married before you decided to marry someone else? I worry so much because I've spoken about Robbie Williams a little bit. And you know, I used to work with his dad. Um, I accepted no. a job. I accepted a job in a hotel in Nottingham in 2001. Um, because and that was the one actually. You know, that's the fizzy crush feeling. Yes. The fizzy one where suddenly it's accessible or they're going to be there. And it's, um, you know, electric. You're not going to be able to sleep. It's so exciting. Yeah. I did an audition for a job in a hotel. And it was to do, like, light entertainment, you know, singing and dancing. And it was um, to be in the Noel House Party House. That's where the hotel is. And that to me felt oh like a celebrity. God. So I was auditioning for that the house. The house was the, the house celebrity. The house was the celebrity. Yeah. But then when I was there, they went, well, actually, there's this other job, singing with Robbie Williams' dad, if you don't mind going to Nottingham. And oh my God, I, I remember walking back to the bus stop. It was such a long journey home. It was in Havant, the audition. So it'd been an absolute trek to get to, thinking, oh my God, this is it. I'm going, I'm going to marry him. And then it'd be a funny story that when I was 14, on, someone found on YouTube on a show the other day, Rod Gilbert's got a show about teenage years. And um, they, I'm on YouTube standing behind Robbie Williams. He's clearly oh my off God. his face. Uh, where is this? Outside at Noel's house party? No, no outside the big, big breakfast okay. at 14 years old. And in my eyes... Oh, what does it look like? I'm staring at him, willing him to look at me. Okay, so it's just this <laughs> death stare at Robbie Williams. <laughs> and, I know, and I remember what I'm thinking, going, turn round, turn round, turn round and fall in love with me. And, and I'm just staring at him. And I remember <laughs> thinking that so hard, like I can just will this to happen. <laughs> But when that didn't happen, yeah. 
So like that yes. day, he didn't yeah. turn around. He didn't see yeah. you. I'm sorry. We went every day. Does that still hurt? Does it hurt? No. no. I I I'm now very impressed with my audacity because lots yes. of lots of things in my life have happened because I've been so arrogant. <laughs> That I have, yeah. Well, do you know what I was going to say that about Robbie Williams? Because that yeah. is, that's what I was going to say. Like mm. he, he is the, the arrogant woman's choice in a way. Yes. He is, the, he's the, the cream of the crop. This is what women, uh, maybe not, maybe it's not a female thing, but this is what we do is we trick ourselves or we believe in ourselves to go, no, I can't get in at school to kiss me, <laughs> but probably someone from take that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's leaping yes. all of those yeah. things. But that is, um, audacity is a really good mm. quality, though, isn't it? It is, as well? yeah. <clears throat> Even though sometimes it can create messes and not feel very nice at the time, I do think it, so yeah, sometimes it's that, yeah, arrogance or audacity just pushing for things. But first crushes were boys at school. Yeah. What's the first one you can remember? How old I were you? I was trying to remember names. I It's definitely primary school. Yeah. I remember I had a thing, this boy called Wesley, blonde. White boy. Um, surname? No. I can't remember his surname. Mm. But what I do remember is that we played Kiss Chase, as in in group, not just me and him. There's a group. A girl called Melissa Cable told me that he'd got her pregnant, which uh, I don't think he did. <laughs> God, I really hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. But also, we didn't understand. The thing that she was saying he'd done to get her pregnant, I mean, couldn't oh, get her pregnant. tell me. Oh, pushing two fingers into her belly button. <laughs> So and it was really intense. She's like, Wesley just got me pregnant. <laughs> um, so obviously that's just... But I, what I remember is all of my crushes have started the same way, which is thinking I hate them. So like noticing them a little bit too much. Oh, that's so interesting. My yeah. my daughter, when when she moved, when we moved schools, she um, the point that I thought I think she's all right is when yeah. she came home from school and said she had a nemesis, oh. and I was like, and she seemed quite cheery yes. about him. Great. Uh, and I just thought, oh, okay, I think it's fine. And you're right, I think it's really, really close. It's just a sort yeah. of weird, oh, a passionate feeling. Or you're just noticing them a lot, and then suddenly you want their attention, which is what the crush often is. Yeah, it's not you want anything from them apart from. Look at me then, or something. <laughs> and yeah, and this boy. The, remember, the reason I remember Wesley is I remember him getting up from a circle in the playground and me kissing where he'd been sitting. <gasps> did he see that? Do no, you know? but other people did. It was definitely like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I love him. I kiss where he sits." In I secondary school, in secondary school, or maybe junior school, I used to collect litter that boys' mouths had touched. Boys' mouths, yeah. So stuff that they'd drunk from. Wow. Yeah, and so I had a litter shelf in my bedroom, which is like a Did shrine. You, are they labelled? I don't think they were. I think when I got could a new you just crush, remember I'd throw right. them away? It wasn't yeah, no, fair a mixture. Enough. It was always one at a time. That would be insane. Yes, yeah, it would be <laughs> that insane. Mixed litter but, um, shelf. De- definitely, that's how big they were at the time. And also at secondary school, I had a songbook that of I couldn't play musical instrument, but songs I had written. For the boys I liked. Do you still have that? Do you? I don't know. I do remember one was called Simple Simon, Diamond <laughs> in the Rough. Because <laughs> I believed that I was the only person who could notice how special he was. Um, so so, with, so, can, so I, yeah. can I ask about Wesley? Mm. Do you remember, did he know? Did, did you ever tell him? Like what happened? Mm. I think quite often I did tell people and then it was rejected. Yeah, Right. Okay. And it sort of fizzled out. Regular rejections. I, what I had, and this is not me trying to feel sorry for myself. At school, I was very much the girl who, if someone said, Sarah likes you or Sarah told you she likes you, they were like, 
that kind of girl. So so even in my very first secondary school, I remember sort of thinking I hated a boy and then I thought he looked like a different boy and then I realised, oh, I like this boy. And it was very, and I got someone else to tell him, it's very much like, oh, as if I ever would with you. That but kind where, of thing. Yeah, yeah, I do. I completely get yeah, that. But what I wonder is... he thought he was Robbie Williams. Oh, like he God. thought he was amazing and That's I wasn't. That's the arrogant... Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. funny, isn't it? The arrogant woman version mm. is to go for... Robbie Williams, yes. the arrogant man version, is to just be yeah. a pop star, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Um, but I wonder, were there girls, and maybe they were, yeah. that, that it was a delight if they were told, oh, they fancy you, they kissed where you sat? Because I wonder yeah. if it's just girls in general and, you know, whether we take it personally. Oh, I see. As in, like, there's a stage in that kind of gender interplay where the boys are just the boys grossed are just, out by Yeah, girls. just grossed out by the idea right, that somebody likes you. I still think there's a pecking you. order. Sure. And I still think if you're low in the pecking order, I was... Uh, it's odd because now I feel so normal, but at the school I was told I was weird. And I really didn't... You don't identify as weird if it's you. No. Like, you're in your own head. Everything makes complete sense. So someone like me, and it should be a really long time to understand it because I wasn't bullied. I wasn't like... I just wasn't popular. Yeah. So the idea, but I always fancied the most popular boys. So the equivalent of, you know, prom king. <laughs> so they were a bit like, I love but this. How Sarah. would this happen? <laughs> so, but look at you and look at me. I'm like, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I cannot tell you how impressed I am by that because yes. I feel like my, I don't know, like my rejections just. Just, just destroyed me for Did quite they? a long time so that I didn't end up... Well, I mean, my yeah. my secondary school didn't have boys in it, uh-huh. which was sort of useful in some ways was because... It? Well, because... Did you get on crushes on people outside of school, though? Yeah, yeah, and and celebrities. Mm. So until, until I went to drama group and became obsessed with whatever handsome boy was yeah. there. And it, but again, it was very much like... They're never going to look at you, but I don't think I even wanted them to. Mm. No, I did want them to look at me. But um, did you have sort of fantasies about how it would go? Because that's what I—that's what when it becomes more sophisticated. So the yeah. beginning of the crush, I don't think you know what you want, really. And it obviously isn't sexual, even though actually I think our bodies have lots of sexual feelings that you don't have names for. Well, I wanted to ask sex. you about yeah. this because on your excellent podcast, you talked about a fantasy you had. Was it? Burying oh God, boys did or... I? <laughs> have a burying. Or I think I was really buried? into ancient Egypt. <laughs> so I think I think there's the two things combined. That is hot. The idea of like, oh, Tutankhamun <laughs> kind of thing and there's a fantasy. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I was talking to someone because I definitely, what I remember is my dad coming up into my bedroom and finding me and Cheryl playing and being embarrassed. And I now know it's because we were being sexual. Yeah. And we were two sisters. We we did not would not have called it foreplay or sex. And also I don't fancy Cheryl. <laughs> but my dad was like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're 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 playing with something, but to an adult it meant something it didn't mean to us. And that's yeah. how I remember the, that's how I remember the digging thing. My sister and I used to stroke each other's arms and legs. And tickling backs and things. Tickling backs, yeah. yeah. And all of the tingles. Yeah. But again, I I really would like to, I can't emphasise enough I don't fancy my sisters. Yeah, I know. And it's just it's really good to put that out occasionally. <laughs> For them as much as the public. <laughs> yeah, because you have a physical closeness at the same time as your body starts to feel nice things, but no, yeah. it was never it was never When yeah, did the, so when did oh, they start when did they come together? When did the when did you start thinking about 
what, what sexual it abuse might, towards yeah. boys. I think with celebrities, much more than real boys. Yes, it's safer, I think. Much safer. And then the story in my head always obviously involved, I guess, opulent things like a limo <laughs> or a jacuzzi. So was it Robbie yeah. Williams stroking your back in a limo? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually, what I had when I was a te- like a teenager, sort of 13, 14, about boy bands or equivalent would have been me just being told what to do and me agreeing because oh. they were famous. Yeah. So it wasn't anything to do with pleasure yet. It was no, I, And I would have had no idea about that. But it would have been like me imagining, and would I eat poo if they told me to? If that makes, <laughs> which is why, which is why, conversely, I feel so much, especially being around famous men now, that you can really take advantage that power divide, that they go like, oh, this girls find me attractive, so seventeen's nearly, nearly an adult, and you, and if and if you've been the teenage girl, you're like, it's not. No, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly. There, there is a weird thing when I was. When I was 14, there was a girl who had a baby when when we were about 14, a girl yeah. in my uh, year who, who had a baby. And even though it was shocking, and I cannot tell you how far away I was from having yeah. sex of any sort at that point, at the time I was really like, ah, that's fair enough. You know, really? yeah, that's fair enough. 14, 14, we're yeah. grown ups. I oh, no, really felt do, like we feel, were all you do grown feel ups. Like yeah, an adult. absolutely. And, and, and now and I look, I look at 14 yeah. year olds and it's a big. It's a big shock. Yeah, it's, and it's uh, why as adults we have to behave appropriately without taking away any of their autonomy. Yeah. But, yeah, don't have sex with them. <laughs> that would be my rule. That's, that's another <laughs> thing tip. I'd like to have a big shout-out about. <laughs> have was, you ever... was her baby, was the, the father another teenager? He, another... No, he was in the army. Well, he might have been yes, a teenager, yeah. I suppose, but he was like he was much more of a, a grown-up. She has yeah. twins. I mean, I think about her a lot and what the yeah. hell that must have been like to have yeah. twins at 14 mm. with sort of an absent dad in a convent school anyway it's it's uh, wow. yeah it's full on yeah um, I want to see the film of her life <laughs> I was about to name her but I oh. don't think I okay. will <laughs> she knows who she is <laughs> he knows um you so you're in very intense crushes yeah did they did you have them on boys as well as celebrities uh, a bit later on like did you move on to celebrities for a bit and then move away from them or was it always a mix I so you had the lit- your litter shelf I had my litter shelf I, I definitely had I think short bursts of intense feelings for people that always involved some here's something I learned very early that I'd made them up that, that, that the boys were made up Right. The conversations in my head, how they'd understand me, the things that we do. And is that the same for the boys and for the celebrities, yes. basically? Yeah. And that's what's exactly the same, is that it, they were fictional. And I and, and then really that was compounded. You know, I actually started having relationships with people I'd had crushes on. And then you go, oh, but you're not you. Yeah. You're I, some, I, something else. I would like to write both sides of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Why do yes. you keep saying these well, stupid actually, things? people who uh, do end up criticising their partner a lot for who they are and you go oh no 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 the problem is you can't tell someone t- to be something else yeah yeah I had a thing with my husband a while back where I ended up I was just furious with him for many different little things yeah and what I ended up saying to him was you oh, I said there are more pros than cons being with you and that's a very weird thing to suddenly say to someone yes. in the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> but I think he I've understood done, I've done the where I was going. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> you're just still in the plus. <laughs> but it was uh, it was really my way of of 
I mean, it was actually, it was pretty close to saying, I love you, <laughs> basically. <Wow>. Because, <laughs> because I know, I know. Yes, well, yes. yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, we're 20 years in. Yes, this yeah. isn't that. Um, but actually, I think the thing he understood was that I was stopping myself from saying, why do you cook like you're in a hurricane? Mm. Why, do, you know, why can't you unpack a bag? Those sorts of things. I should oh, tell yes. him this and, and yeah. not you. Yeah. Um, but they're small things. I, yeah. As in like, and as you say, after 20 years, we've all, you know, had friends or been in relationships where one or other of them is being really berated. There's a, there's a, a couple of my female friends who've been told, um, this is, okay, this is horrible. There was a woman who was really um, sad and her boyfriend said, I prefer you like this. <gasps> and she said, why would you prefer me when I'm sad? And he went, because when you're happy, you're a bit much. <laughs> and um, and so that, I mean, that's a really horrible example, but it's a prime kind of thing. And sometimes people say these things explicitly. Sometimes they're implicit. Yes. But what the message you're getting is you're not right. You're not right. And actually, I was the other person who's imagining or wants something else or imagined something else. Yeah. You are never wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but are it's, are it can they be so all right? Hard. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, they're not in that relationship anymore. No, I was going to say that's sort yes. of what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's... Um, but I, I think that's an explicit way of saying something that actually you can sometimes feel when you're with someone. I think sometimes especially, and again, I'm being gendered, but imagine there's a woman and she's just, you know, really, really critical of her partner and it wears you down. It makes people yeah. question everything. And, um, oh, it's because you, you imagine something else and that's not what this is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, and were you monogamous in your crushes? Like one at a time? Yeah. I think I was. I think, but they were short bursts. Short bursts, thing. but I think always passing on, as in, so you stop fancying someone because you fancy someone else, and because there was always a narrative that definitely was kind of happy ending, making me happy. The being, especially when I hadn't, I didn't kiss anyone until sixteen. So it was like, this was going to be my first boyfriend. All of these crushes at that point, so they couldn't be more than two. They couldn't be more than one. Yeah. It had to be that that was the person. And then it's like, oh, it wasn't that person. It's this person. Yeah. So did you um, did you imagine marrying them all? I don't think I wanted to get married even then. No, it wasn't that kind of children on marriage or anything like that. It no. was just It was just boyfriend. Right. But yeah. with them. Um... Yeah. No, I was just thinking about your... Uh... That your you know your mum marrying her yes. crush, yeah, and that being very much because I was always a yeah this is this will be forever you know mm. and I remember when I wrote to Hugh Laurie I remember saying when you are forty no when you are sixty and yes. I am you know whatever it yeah. would have been forty eight I will still be writing to you oh, wow yeah <laughs> and that must have been so attractive yeah it was straight on <laughs> straight on the train um I I, I I think it's so I think and I didn't want yes. to marry him no. I, well, that wasn't a we're going to end up together you're just, you're just telling him this is this going is it anywhere. this is it yeah, yeah. I am very very These sure about this yeah. Um, because my parents hadn't been happy and had broken up, that idea of forever, you just don't inherit yeah. it. Actually, what you inherit is something much more realistic of like, doesn't matter how much you love someone. <laughs> like, I mean, you're still going to hurt each other and eventually decide you'll be happier alone. Like, sure. we we had had such a practical explanation of divorce and them not loving each other 
the, what it was a real antidote to was anything in popular culture that says <laughs> yeah, there's one person everywhere. for you and it's going to work out. It was like a bit like it, oh, Christmas isn't real. Like Father Christmas isn't real. You like you learn it at oh, about. Don't eight. tell me Christmas isn't real. <laughs> I'm so sorry to any listeners. Um, Christmas is real. We don't fancy our sisters. <laughs> Don't have sex with children. Um, to wrap it up there, yeah, I think. You just, and if you want more information on any of those topics, it'll be in the notes on iTunes. Okay, uh, Christmas is definitely real, unless you're Jewish or a different religion oh, God, who doesn't celebrate yeah. Christmas, then it doesn't exist at all. We had really practical expectations of relationships. Yeah, I, I think both of my parents had said things to us about how it doesn't matter how much you love someone. That, Sometimes. The, the feelings change or, yeah. and also that it it wasn't we definitely had this idea of it's not a failure like I had this idea of having lots of really passionate affairs that was the yes. ideal well that's what yes. I was you said that's what I was wondering about so mm. these sort of short bursts of, mm. of monogamous things I mean yeah. I suppose they're not passionate affairs but maybe if you'd had the passionate no. affair in your head and it had played yes, out I think, and then... I think that's what I wanted to have was passionate mm. affairs Right. So that it wasn't going to like, oh, I'm going to be with this person forever. It's going to be this person. It's going to be amazing. And we'll probably go to Paris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the age of six yeah. or whatever it yeah. was. Oh, my, my first crush, which was around the mm. age of six, was very much because the boy lived closer to school than I did. And yeah. I thought we could go home for lunch yes. if I was married. I mean, yeah. I think I understood we weren't going to get married, but I just sort of thought, oh, that seems like a better Is this something deal. that you just spoke to adults about? Because I, I think when children say those kind of things to adults, we they get such positive affirmation. Yeah. So no, they come it, home and they didn't. say they've got a girlfriend or a boyfriend or they're oh, going to get married. And we're like, oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't do that. And I'm certainly not like that with with my kids I find it a bit there, there always seem to be a few kids little kids around who really obsessed with with marriage yeah. with kind of like literally chasing a girl around yes. the the playground and saying oh, we, we need to yes. get married and I yeah. don't know it's just a role play is. game yeah. though, isn't it again it's just you, you do those games that are emulating parents or jobs or my school's very big on doctors and nurses none of us went into the medical profession <laughs> <laughs> but shame. we did so much of it in the playground <laughs> It's all played out. Yeah. Don't need to Maybe do that's it. it. It's yeah. like, oh, that's my hobby. Okay. I'm not going to take, that's not going to be my job. <laughs> okay. So you were, so you were having short. Yes. Passionate affairs. Yeah, all all through in my head, all through school. And you yeah. were but you were telling them. Yeah, quite often. Yeah. yeah. Or leaving notes in bags. That was one of my oh, big MOs in secondary in school. Yeah. Can you remember what any of them said? It's just that I really loved them. Probably similar to even Hugh Laurie. Just um Oh no, I think I was really boring to Hugh Laurie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, was... I would t- I would tell them why I liked them. Yeah. I would tell them why I liked them. Maybe why I thought we should be together. They weren't very long. Just no. more. I wrote, oh God, I wrote. I just remembered. I wrote one to my cousin. <laughs> oh, you might want to follow that up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he know, he knows. Um, yeah, my cousin Alex is like a month younger than me, and so one of my crushes just accidentally happened to be on a relative. I but listen, I think I've been thinking about this because I think most people have had crushes on cousins, mm. and and I think it's a really weird. Yeah difficult area because it's sort of fine isn't it it is fine also because that's the thing on my mum's side they're married cousins one of my first cousins one of my mum's sisters married my mum's their cousin right and so and that happened it was 
you know, is, is it, it happened after my granddad's funeral. That's where they got together. Oh my God. So, um, <laughs> and so, 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 so on the other side, on my mum's side, I'd had basically the fact that cousins can get yep. together. And then I just looked around. I've got 21 cousins <laughs> on my dad's side. So I just looked around and went, he'll do. And then I wrote him a letter. And I remember I'd left it in his bedroom. And as we drove away, I was in the back of my dad's van <laughs> and I blew him a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> thinking he's gonna go upstairs get that note and then he'll be my boyfriend <laughs> my boyfriend cousin and what happened he's never mentioned it actually yeah now we're both 40 you should follow what you should find out if he did see the note no firstly no no, no it'd be I'd really be... really embarrassing I mean, you're what, right what i'm thinking about my now. cousins now yeah. and thinking no that is but i think there is a sort of role-playing thing with cousins and often yes. they are they're the ones you see yeah you know i was going to say when your parents are getting drunk that's yes. uh, <laughs> yeah of course well there's just developmental stages unfortunately if you don't see them for a year or so and then you see them and they look a bit different or they seem grown yeah. up or something like that yeah so yeah notes in bags that kind of thing yeah um yeah, and, and did you ever get a good response? No. <laughs> did you ever get any response? Did they tend to ignore it? I so, uh, so when I was fourteen, I had a crush on a boy who was outside of school, and um, there was a whole plan to get for me to get to kiss him. But the girl <gasps> who orchestrated the plan kissed him. Oh my god! And and, and so basically, we had a party. Oh, I feel genuinely angry. Yeah, it was it was pretty horrible. But now I realise she just must have liked this guy, and so she was kind Couldn't. of. Yeah, it yeah. Herself. And also, he was never ever going to kiss me. And I remember how insulted he was that that that, I, that he was being matched. Sarah, no, it's fine. Like, Is I, it? I, I think it's fine because I'm so old now, <laughs> and it made me very robust. And literally, yeah. the minute I left school and I wasn't around people who thought I was had inherited this thing where I was weird. Yeah, I, I remember at sixth form college going. So being weird is cool, eh? Oh God, it's <laughs> because, it's so big. Yes, it's such yeah. a big moment, isn't it? Um, I I try to I say to my kids, "What's the family motto?" Yeah. And they know to say, "Yeah, there's nothing wrong with weird," oh. because there's just so much of it. There's so yeah. you know, they're weird kids. It's Are fine. They? They've got weird parents. Yeah. It's I, fine. <laughs> and and the trouble with school is it's about conforming. Oh, exactly. And I just didn't know how because actually I always thought I was conforming. Like at my <laughs> second secondary school, I um, I um, I once came in in my mum's clothes because <laughs> I thought it would make people like me. <laughs> Because I thought I this thought, is getting I thought, psychiatristic. I thought, pro- I thought the problem was that we didn't have any money, and my mum had really, really worked to get me to a better school for my education, which was amazing. But apart from financially, I was from a single parent family in Dagenham, and these people were in Upminster, which is so equivalently posh. Really, and so these kids were so rich in comparison to me, and so I knew, I knew that part of the, the social problem was I look poor. Yeah. You know, like when you don't have the right school uniform because you've had to buy a budget version. This is so common for lots and lots of yeah. people. But at the time, I thought it was. Oh, my just friend me. went to brownies in a in a beige. Like it, it wasn't yeah. brown. The yeah. uniform. It was like a cream but, but colour. What can you it's do so if you're the down. kid? Yeah. All that's that happens you. is you ask for brownies uniform for Christmas, and if yeah. you're lucky, that's what you'll get. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I remember thinking, I know what I'll do. I'll wear my mum's work boots. <laughs> I could wear my mum's work boots to school, and they were. Black. Did they fit you? Yeah, I had the same well, sort of fit as my mum. And um, they had really, really big gold buckles on the front. And I remember thinking, this is going to sort everything out. <laughs> and I walked into the playground and people made so much fun of oh, me. Oh, no. And I was just like, these are cool. My mum wears yeah. these shoes. And I just remember thinking, oh, it's never going to go right. There was a disco, a school disco, and I wore my mum's gold I honestly gold feel like crying. Suit. I know. <laughs> I, I will, I, but I honestly think this is all preparation for my job. 
because mm. things like having bad gigs or, yeah, or, or exactly the audience like not quite liking you it never made me want to not do comedy it never made me go this feeling's so uncomfortable I was like I'm used to this. Yeah, this, 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 this seems cool. This, this feels was, normal. This was five years. <laughs> I recognise this. This is twenty minutes. Like I can do with twenty minutes of this and go home <laughs> to the life I like. Um, <laughs> school, God, that feeling of having to wait until half past three to get out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So absolute killer. I know. So I when I was there, I was trying to conform. I just didn't understand why it wasn't working. I like to think that I don't know. Probably kids do still do that, don't they? Rip the piss out of people for their. Yeah. Strange shoes. And also, my mum always used to say, like, happy people don't behave like that. Like, that makes yeah, me unhappy absolutely. too. But the trouble with school is because that social pecking order thing is going on so constantly, people's status is going up and down. It's not necessarily to do with misery, unhappiness. It's to do with, I can't lose a single thing here. Like, so I have yeah. to. Yeah. No, there was um, an interesting on um, uh, Louis Theroux t- talking on Adam Buxton's podcast. And he was talking about a real shameful moment he had where um, he had a chance to sort of rescue a girl who was having a bad time at a party and and he just I mean I can't mm. remember the story properly but he, the big thing was he said I felt like I didn't have enough cool for both of us I felt like I mm. couldn't bring her into my circle it would have just made me he said I was just you know he was just cool by a tiny tiny yeah. thread and if he'd welcomed her they both would have been yeah. bottom of the the pecking order yeah he makes himself vulnerable rather than being able to protect yeah. her yeah yeah he didn't aware. have that power yeah. And that, yeah, I think that's such a familiar feeling. Yeah. The gold next suit. Yeah. Brought to the school disco and really thought everyone's going to, everyone's going to stop. Applaud me. Uh, probably just get into a big circle. And then, what would have happened then, though, if they'd got into a big circle around like, you and that's, clapped? Oh, that's exactly how I should be responded to when I walk into a room in my Listen, I completely agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should reenact yeah, it And instead somehow. all that happened was people were really mean and then I waited outside to get picked up thinking, how do I keep getting this so wrong? Oh, God. Also, yeah, when my the social things stuff, were worse. My than... mum, you know, she looked amazing in her stuff. So yeah. I really thought that will solve it. I'll steal yeah. from my mother. <laughs> yeah. No, I can totally yeah. see that that logic yeah. and how there's no When my cousins, my that. cousins actually... Um, sexy cousins? My side, or... Not sexy cousins. Uh, Non-sexy cousins. Actually, the cousins who are the sons of the cousins who married. <laughs> so they're <laughs> also... Super I'm related, sexy. I related to them twice. Um, when they... I remember they, they're both boys, but they used to dress up in their mum's clothes. And, um, and then I made so much sense to me. It's like, oh God, your mum is just this absolute princess when you're... Well, for for me, quite late, but um, yeah, your mum dressing up, your mum having these things. There is this um, almost drag version where you're like, that's, yeah. the, that's the most womanly thing in the world, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, mum's yeah, yeah. heels and mum's stuff. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. The crushes were all very socially high people, so I think a lot of it was rectifying that the popularity, the thing, the, the acceptance, the crush wasn't so much like I want. I feel sexually attracted to that person. It's like this narrative of I'll be with them. Yeah. Accepted. Okay. Prompting. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? Did other people have crushes on you? No. That you know of? Um, There was a boy who lived next door to my, it was only ever outside school. There was a boy who lived next door to my babysitter and he tried to kiss me and I thought I was okay with it. And then I felt very physically sick. This was probably 12 or 13. Mm. And I threw a stone at his head. So you didn't kiss him? No. I really thought, okay, great, 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 great. I'm going to kiss someone. And I remember his face coming towards me, like two fat, juicy slugs <laughs> in his face. And then, and actually, the, the amount of fear and revulsion I felt at once. Did you hit him with a stone? 
No, he dodged it. And it was a quite a nice stone that I'd stolen from a fish tank. So I was annoyed, actually. It was a blue stone. And I remember it got a bit nasty, as in we both kind of said nasty stuff to each other across, yeah. the, across the garden. Yeah. Yeah. And did it make you understand? Do you think he had a crush on you? I don't know. Or was it just a sort of, I was going to say lashing out. That's yeah. not what kissing I is. I think maybe he did. But also I think I was just an available girl. Right. At an age where people just wanted to, you know, play run outs and... Yeah. Instead of kiss chase. But no, it didn't happen. And then the actual, my actual first boyfriend, which was at 16. So there was a really quick jump from I've never kissed anyone to I kissed a boy at 16, someone from drama club. Then my drama, my drama club at 16, I'm sure this is true of every drama club. Everyone used to just kiss each other. So you'd have a party at someone's not, house. Not mine. Was it not? Well, they were kissing each other. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you. I don't think they were. Yeah. And my drama club, you'd have got so kissed because our drama, it was just, it was just, it was just indiscriminate, actually. Yeah. We just all, because we, and we all started, st- we were so obsessed with the idea of stage kissing. So all kisses started oh. as stage kissing. Like it was all scenes. <laughs> the party was just scenes that didn't stop. <laughs> and everyone kissed each other. And, would, and, and probably we were universally not popular at our own schools. Yeah. But then in drama club, there was people who didn't judge us in the same way. And then, so there was no one at the bottom of that pecking order no. that you can remember? No, okay. there wasn't. It was really inclusive, <laughs> really <laughs> inclusive. And then at Sixth Form College, there was a boy who I told I liked and he liked me back. And that was my first <gasps> boyfriend. And it was the biggest shock and the most intense thing. And then I did think I was going to marry him because I didn't know. Yeah, I think it's confusing. Yes. when With those feelings when well, they came. Absolutely, but also you've had the narrative. Your narrative was so rejection-heavy mm. yeah. that obviously by the time you are accepted, you really think the acceptance must mean a lot. Yeah. Like impossibly yeah. forever. I, I, it was someone who matched me intensity-wise. Yeah. And, that's, and that was the thing. Yeah, so was, how did that end? How did it end? I had an abortion. <laughs> I had an abortion and he cheated on me. Oh, my God. And so, actually, the problem was that having had no prep for hurt, I just was, I was just, what what is the word? It took a very long time for that to heal properly. Yeah. Not not as in not heal at all, as in I was a functioning adult, but it took a really, really long time. And then then I would have been 30-something when I met, one of my exes and I was like oh it's a 16 year cycle every 16 years you can meet someone and it can be really deep and I had this theory of like oh I see but then I met my husband after him and then I was like oh there's no cycle (laughs) it's just it's just just if someone if you really really trust someone and they let you down you don't that isn't a quick comeback no no and we've yeah we were talking earlier about rejection at work and stuff and saying how yeah, it, yeah, it knocks you flat. And also, I don't think how long it takes to get over someone has any correlation to how long you're with them. <gasps> and I re- used to really believe in that. Yeah, I used and we to... tell ourselves it. And, we, and actually, yeah, we because push it want... away and go, I should be fine now. It's been a yeah. year. It's like sometimes you're just not fine for a very long time. No, yeah. but I suppose you want, yeah, you want the there to be some some science. Yeah, you want control over it. it as well. Yeah. Because the idea that, oh, am I always going to feel like this? Yeah. It's really, really, really hard. Because that's the problem with crushes is sometimes you do get with them and then that crush goes into something else. Like There's something quite nice and truncated about, oh, just a crush. Yeah. Like as in didn't didn't have to see where that ended. <laughs> like that really sad thing where one of us really hurts the other one. Yeah. Did you, when you, 
have your relationships always begun with crushes? Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. Because here's, here's my feelings with men. Go fear. On. <laughs> just absolute fear. And then a slight tingle of hatred, which then becomes deep love. <laughs> yeah. Really tempted to end there, but I'm not <laughs> <laughs> and that's for sexual love. Tune in next week. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, you, you. It seems like you haven't. You don't go in for the big, the big, the crushes, which are really from afar, mm. where you never tell them, or you're writing. But because even with mm. Robbie Williams, you went literally yeah. stand behind yes. him. Yes, I, yeah, I, I always try. Actually. Yeah. yeah, I always try. But I, I both of my parents have had and again i think it's actually they've, they've had love lives and so partly because they had a sh- young so obviously their lives weren't over. yeah they weren't yeah. like oh no. so we, yeah, we were children and my mum was you know dating and my mum was having her crushes and her relationships and my mum she had three kids by herself i don't think she had time to be subtle or she didn't, no. she didn't have time to wait around. She would get have to there. say, yeah. Get out there in your gold suit. Yeah, get out of there in your gold suit and your boots with your gold buckle. Incredible. <laughs> she sounds amazing. No, she is amazing. <laughs> she is amazing. And she was... The thing about not having had a stereotypical or like a, a gendered expectations foisted on us as children, she had three daughters and we were never told girls wait for boys or... The, no. We, we were told the exact opposite of like... Go out there, get Just out there. Just be confident. Just yeah. My mum's like, it's a numbers game. <laughs> like a guy in Edinburgh, she wasn't. <laughs> but I think that's what we thought was follow our hearts, try our best. Yeah. Yeah. Keep getting out what's, there. What's there to lose? Because this is what I would say as well. In terms of like the rejection, it's like if you tell them you like them and they don't like you, they weren't going to like you anyway. That rejection was still there. Like it's quite yeah. quick and it's dumb. Yeah, well, I, I it's suppose... It's not better to pine for someone for years and years hoping. Because if they don't like you, they don't like you. No, and it is a, it's a big waste, definitely. Yeah. But I suppose if you never find out, then you can always have that in your in your head that, oh, they, they maybe they liked me. Maybe they did like me. Yeah. I, I guess I quite I quite like the refreshing thing. Like, no, they didn't like you. <laughs> no. It's a numbers game. <laughs> yeah, numbers game. Move on. <laughs> Wow. Well, you seem, I mean, you seem amazingly healthy. Hmm. Do I? <laughs> now, I feel, I feel amazingly healthy. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like the things that really scare us, like rejection, like people not liking us, all of those things are far less terrifying if they happen and you just go, oh, I see. Yeah. It, it doesn't, oh, yes, you might cry on the kitchen floor, but it doesn't diminish you. It doesn't destroy you. Yeah. It doesn't actually deplete you. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've asked quite a few people out, mm. and um, no one's ever said yes. And in fact, yes. I've um, never dumped anyone either. Yeah. And I'm not sure, but I think there's something about me Have that's you ever still... wanted to dump someone and not go around. No, 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 no. I'm a real, I'm a real trier. Yeah. I'm a real like. Oh, I'll just, I'll just keep plowing so away at this. In a relationship, but not. Well, I've barely been in a in relationships yeah. apart from the one I'm in mm. now, um, but yeah, I was absolutely that. It was very, very obvious. My first boyfriend wanted to to dump me, and I just kept trying to, you know, trying to make it all right. Yeah. Until, oh God, I mean, but I hate that. I hate the the and this is a bit mm. gendered, but yeah. the the men who and 
women do this as well, definitely, just treat you worse and worse until it's you, you can't, you know, yeah. um, until they ha- until you have to dump them. Yes. But yeah, he did manage to dump me. So well done. Mm. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, so being married, especially for a long time, mm. have you had sort of big crushes while you've been married or only like small ones? Well, <clears throat> I have, I've, I've talked about this briefly before, but I, when Trump got in and it was not Trump, I should say, <laughs> but that very, very awful, unstable year internationally mm-hmm. i very much reverted to my teenage years and developed a crush on okay. uh on an actor in yeah. a program i think oh in a program yeah oh, great. like it's almost the character actually yes. what it's his yes. it's, you know his singing voice and stuff okay. um but i but i remember really noticing it in yeah. myself and sort of thinking oh wow this is what it's i cling to yeah, yeah this is this is it's nothing there's nothing real about this this is um, just a little fantasy place for me um, in terms of like my friendship group, the people who get crushes and sometimes those crushes do lead to affairs, it's much more the actors than the other professions because a- acting as a job facilitates it so horribly. Number one, it takes you away from your partner. Yep. It then pushes you together with somebody else. As in, and I don't mean just in scenes. It might not be the person that you have a romantic like fictional relationship with it's the pubs afterwards it's yeah. the hotels it's the long rehearsal days it's how fun it is it's all the tactileness the massages and head scratches <laughs> and warm-ups where you take your trousers off everyone touch each other's bums what have you been in <laughs> what is this um, and then and then you go away on tour this, this is what i've had a cut so a couple of when i was doing acting i had a couple of jobs where i had a boyfriend and i went away mm-hmm. with a small group of people you know you don't fancy anyone for the first two weeks no no it's, ba- it's baffling the idea the that you three would months you're just i'm just desperately in love yeah. with someone yeah um, it's so intense. not wanting to go home to my boyfriend not being able to talk on the phone to them no yeah. bono's wife um she makes him stay in a hotel when he comes home off tour yeah. for the first two weeks or something he stays in a hotel she quarantines it. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no but it, it, it's too much it's like he gets the bends when he can't he can't deal with family life straight That's away what do after so, so, soldiers like the, oh really yeah well it completely De- makes sense because yeah you can't just walk in and suddenly especially as an actor and you have everything done mm. for you and you're sort of treated you know so all your meals yeah. are brought for you and then you come back and you're supposed to deal with yeah, someone else's feelings and emotions. Yeah, and, and just and domestic new, and admin. New, that's the other thing about crushes is the new person doesn't have any expectations with you. They just think you're fun. Yeah. They don't know any of your really horrible yeah. stuff. And um, so the comparison between the person who actually knows you and this new person... is Yeah, yeah. really stark. So I think, I think actors either cheating or just the crushes, just being around someone all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really full on. Mm-hmm. So don't yeah. trust actors. Is that yeah. Well, Ashley would say you saying? can't trust them anyway because they're professional liars. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. And I also think it must be very tricky if you are the actor because I think that this is the trouble, I think, with monogamy as a system is that when you do have a really big crush on someone else, you think it means your relationship is over. Not yeah. That, you just have a huge crush. Yes. Yeah. yeah no. And that is that is. I, you I think, would say that if my relationship was working, I wouldn't have this crush, and that's not how it works. No. And I have to say that yeah. is something that I that I do touch would feel quite mm. secure about is that my husband knows I get crushes. I do. Mm. You know, he will. He'll be able to identify does who he I fancy for. Yeah, he does. He's a bit more subtle with it. Yeah. But, 
yeah. But I know, I know, I know, and I've, I've, I've been aware of him fancying other people, mm. and I think that both of us are just slightly at the point where we're like, we have to just hope that we're better than, yeah, than them, and they'll I, come home to us. I had a thing where this woman, and she's, she's American. She's never met my husband, and she started messaging him. She's quite a successful woman, so like. Is she an actor? Yes. Sexy liar? Sexy liar, right? Very sexy liar. And she she saw my husband in a show. He was in Catherine Ryan's show as her boyfriend as Catherine Ryan's boyfriend. And so she messaged him to be like, Oh, well done. And he was so excited, he's like, Oh, this woman uh, telling me her name, and I didn't know who she was, but yeah. she's an American movie star. This woman's <laughs> messaged me saying that I was like and she's followed me on Instagram, like that's so great. And I was like, Oh hey, well done, that's so great. And then she messaged him asking if he um wanted to write something together. And then so she was instigating work. Yeah. And it was this thing where it's like, hey, that's so exciting about the work. She fancies you. This is definitely <laughs> fancy each other thing. And you fancy her, so this is definitely not okay. And then he was like, you're making me feel uncomfortable. Why? Why oh. would she just want to work with me? Because of my work. And I went, what have you written? <laughs> what have you written that she's read, that she's so desperate to write with you? Yeah. She's, yeah. she's seen your face. <laughs> She wants to write with you. Yeah, she's yeah. seen you pretend mm. to be in love with someone else. Yeah. And she's into that. Yes. <laughs> and I felt really bad. So how is that going? How is that project going? She got a different boyfriend. She stole someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay now. So I don't know if you did this. Mm -hmm. uh, you're probably about the right age. There's a scientific method of finding out if you are meant to be with someone. Doing right? the numbers. Yeah. So we look at the letters in both of your names yeah. and we keep adding them up until we yeah. get a percentage. I haven't because my husband's surname is too long. It's too long. Yeah. Well, do you want to do it on one of your crushes? Oh. oh. Who should it Who should it be? Who's oh, been the biggest? Well, since we can't remember Wesley's surname. Surname. And I just, in my head now, I think of you kissing his, his actual bum. <laughs> I, I would have loved that. There was a boy called Tony Cutts. Cutts. He, Tony Cutts was, um, it would have been sort of 11 or 12. Our mums were friends, even though he went to my school. I thought because our mums were friends, he had to come around our house once. And I thought, we're, that we're is out, outside of school, yeah. And Cutts with two Ts. Yeah. So let's do it, me and him. Okay. Um... um the worst thing I ever did for a crush actually is when we were in a show together in Edinburgh. I got a crush on a TV presenter. Oh God, I remember there, this. And he was just such an appalling human <laughs> just being. Just a terrible also, human I being. I also Sarah. do think it was a sign, and I use I'm using this word in a flippant way, but that's the closest I've ever had to a breakdown. Doing my first Edinburgh show, drinking all the time, not sleeping, not eating, and and part of that self sabotage. You know when you're taking such bad care of yourself. Was yeah. Honestly, the worst person to get a crush on. I made my boyfriend come to Edinburgh so I could break up with him. Wow! I made him, made him get on a train, and it was, and he'd missed the train back, and I didn't want him to stay at my house, and he had to sleep on the floor. And I, I think about that man. He's such a nice person, and he's now in Australia, married, has a family. Yeah, so he's I, fine. Oh, you don't. He need was to, much, much yeah. better off without me. But you know, when you think, I try not to believe in karma, but if I'm owed stuff, like bad stuff, it's from, it's from, from that. that. No, yeah. I think, but I think you're right that you were just. It's it. Not. But that's the that's where I think. Um, you know, sometimes we were talking earlier about the news. Sometimes there'll be something 
something someone did like, outrageously or endangering other people. And I think sometimes when you have that kind of manic mania and crush together, yeah, it, it obliterates sensible decisions and empathy and anything that gets in your way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But he was... He was the bad guy. <laughs> he was the bad guy. And he worked out terribly. And also, do you know what's so great about my friends is everyone tried to tell me. <laughs> um, I remember walk- Jess Fosterkey walking past a bar to go and meet him. And he was looking at his own reflection doing <laughs> his hair. So we could see we could see him, but he was just looking at himself. And she was like, oh, mate, <laughs> like, I just I care about you so much. Oh. I, I, and, 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 I, and I really wish you could see, like, like how... Not worthy of you, he this he is. Yeah, that was people. Every everyone tried to tell me. Yeah, no, I yeah. think it's a good example of that. Yeah, the, the, no, the, no one was this. like, "Oh, hey, so happy for you." <laughs> 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 but also that it doesn't matter what your friends say when you are when you're in this in that, that zone. Blind, like you yeah. hear them, but it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, it's just yeah. yeah. Even his PR tried to say. <laughs> <laughs> So someone that he he was employing, and bless her, <laughs> to big him up. Yeah, literally employed <laughs> to make his life easier. I think we were having a cigarette on a balcony outside that same bar, and she said, "Just so you know, he's like, this, this is he's, the he's worst. like this with so many girls, and oh. you're not special, and you just need to know that." Like, what she, did he say? Do you remember? I went and told him what she'd said. <laughs> did he sack her? No. 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 Well, I mean, he must have been thinking, oh, must I haven't got a leg to stand on. on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a numbers game. <laughs> Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> Edinburgh Festival. It's yeah. a numbers game. Yeah. Right, you and Tony Cutts, can you remember anything about Tony Cutts? Um, he had brown hair. Mm-hmm. He had one of those um, balls with plastic around it where you can jump on it and squeeze it together. Do you know those? Um, yeah, it's a ball. It's a ball like this, and it's got like yeah. a like Saturn. It's got a big. Oh ring right, yeah. You, you oh right, and um, yeah. What was that? What they got? A Lolo ball. Are they called? Yes. Okay, he had one of yeah. those. <laughs> pretty cool guy. It's pretty cool. Well, yeah. it's seventy eight percent. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, yeah. we possibly should do Steen as well mm. to check because yes. you might have married the wrong person. Yeah. How bad would that well, be? Well, that's why divorce was invented. <laughs> Yeah, that's so just why as well. this uh, podcast was. So Steen is S T E E N. Any listeners, this is not your chance to Instagram <laughs> a husband asking him to write a project with I you. I say go for it. <laughs> okay, um, a surname R A S K O P O U L O S. I got it right. Well done. Yep. Okay, one L, two O, no three O's, four O's. No, please. Oh, there's a lot riding on this. It's a lot riding on it. I'm going out to dinner with him later. Imagine if I have to turn the terrible news. <laughs> and uh, it's all thanks to your name. <laughs> <laughs> and my name. Yeah. Five S's. Is that right? That's got to be good, isn't it? If there's five S's in good. a name, we shared names. Oh, my God, I think it is one of those ones that you, that doesn't end. Oh, really? That's a really good sign, I think, yeah. actually. Infinity. I know it's not. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I'm really sorry, Sarah. Uh-oh. It's forty-two percent. Oh, but that's the Douglas Adams answer to the universe. Oh yeah. Well, let's take it as that then. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Which Dean very confidently the other day told me it was fifty-two. <laughs> so forty-two <laughs> percent is so shockingly bad. It is. And bit. I know this is scientific. I know. I'm really sorry, and you're very into. It's going to go horrifically wrong. 
That's no, great. it's not. No, I'm not having that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that will keep both of us on our toes and okay. probably ensure a happy marriage. Brilliant. We'll be very much living in the moment, enjoying the now, knowing Waiting. that it's not forever. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of that, like, oh, stuck here with this person. Yeah, exactly. Get complacent. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Sarah Pascoe, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for ruining my marriage. Thank you. <laughs> so glad I came, Margaret. <laughs> Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith was hosted by Margaret Caborn Smith and produced by Sophie Black. Thanks to everyone at the amazing TVC Soho. And if you enjoy the podcast, please remember to like and subscribe as it helps people find where we are. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.